Right for Eichel, he shoots and scores! Off the bar and in, tie game, Jack Eichel, power play goal! Live from the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studio and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. Stone sets up Eichel across the line. Left wing Barbashev, Stone in front shot, score on the rebound! First try got stopped, second time gets through. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Your home for access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here are your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Welcome in Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Ryan Wallace, Darren Millard, hanging out inside T-Mobile Arena. Chris Chapman back inside the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios. Finley Chevrolet on the 215. Home of the. So we got six games to go before the All-Star break. Uh, Dial it in right now as the Golden Knights host the New York Rangers tonight. Pittsburgh Penguins on Saturday. And then it's a four-game road trip through the New York area next week uh, back-to-back games uh, on monday tuesday and then uh, on uh friday and saturday uh, next week so a uh, little bit spaced out in a way but that's what's ahead for the vegas school tonight i had this thing kind of penciled in as a best of seven prior to the all-star break and you want four wins can you stretch out nine points uh, maybe ten points uh do a four and three or a four two and one something along that line uh, tonight is uh, also a swing game with this homestand it's game number four. If you win tonight, you guarantee that you're above 500 for the longest stretch at home all season with the opportunity to do something special. Uh, so uh, a lot uh, is kind of contingent uh, on the result tonight for what is game 45 of the National Hockey League regular season. Yeah, it's a big one for the Golden Knights. And, you know, for everything that you kind of laid out there, obviously we, we know what some of the challenges have been for Vegas of late, but you've got six games now between, uh, you know, a little bit of time off, uh, and we know how good Vegas was returning from the bye week in the All-Star break last year. Can you bank on that? No, but you feel like you can get reasonably close to that, right? So why not hit the break feeling pretty good about where your game is at? And if you can take four out of these, are you three or four out of these next six? That would be huge. It starts with the record at home. Yeah. Only one team has more wins on home ice this year than the Vegas Golden Knights. So keep that going. You've developed some consistency uh, lately. Certainly uh, the games, uh, the really good games are getting better. Mm -hmm. And the games where you're not uh, producing a victory are getting closer. There's more to like about that. So it does add into the idea that they might be able to put a nice little stretch together. Uh, we were reminded of this old adage uh, at the start of the year when Vegas was ripping off victories, and Bruce Cassidy said, you, you can see losses coming. Yeah. You, you can see when games start to, to slip, uh, whether it's in one particular area or uh, an overall game. And you just hope that you can find a way to win that game or you can keep it going uh, for as long as you can. But it's on the horizon. I, I think the reverse is the case right now in what we've been able to see over the last six games about the Vegas Golden Knights. Yeah, I mean, their consistency is, has really been dialing in and their stretches inside of a game have been better and better right there haven't been as many periods of time where either the golden knights are spending time in their own zone defending 
all period long, or uh, those stretches are, are just kind of minimizing. And so I, I think it's pretty remarkable what this team's been able to do in kind of getting to that consistency over a 60-minute period. And it's allowed them to, one, cut the goals against down, and two, give them opportunities to pick up points. Well, defensively, that's, that's where that's it's where turned, it's been, right? Yeah, like their their attention to detail has mm-hmm. been really good. Uh, talked to a couple of people within the organization today, and uh, the play without the puck has been just as impressive as as the play with the puck and making good decisions in certain areas and not putting yourself into a a bad scenario where the other team's coming back the other way, but taking good routes uh, on the forecheck and uh, not allowing the team to have momentum, Uh, being very cognizant of your responsibility in the the defensive zone, keeping up the pressure, but not being uh, over-enthusiastic and taking yourself out of a position which causes somebody else to step up. And that's the, always the case. If you're not where you're supposed to be, somebody else feels like they should compensate for that, and then both players are out. Yeah. Uh, that's the natural uh, instinct is to cover up for your teammate. And if you're both out of position, they take advantage of it. They've been much more dialed in, uh, I would say, without the puck, more so than with the puck, which is really impressive at getting those details in. So uh, the, 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 co- the coaching staff, with what Bruce has talked about, is encouraged about tonight. Now, you're still dealing with injuries, yeah. absences, and ailments. And the Golden Knights have uh, recalled Sheldon Rempel from yep. uh, the Henderson Silver Knights. So great timing on that <laughs> because he scored four goals last night for Ryan Craig's club in a victory over Coachella Valley. I don't know whether Rempel's going to go in tonight, mm-hmm. but with the illness that's been around this team, and uh, Michael Amadio will not play tonight because of an upper body injury. Uh, he's out of the lineup, but there's, there's also the tracking of players who – are game time decisions because of the flu or the cold that uh, that's been ripping through, and we've seen several players sidelined yeah. uh, by that. Not for multiple games, but uh, for for one offs. And I wonder if Rempel's uh, up in. in just in case somebody can't go tonight, we'll have to watch warm up uh, to see exactly what the lineup looks tonight. But but there's there's still the have to read and react uh, with your, the availability of your lineup right now, even with the positiveness that we've talked about. Well, and I, I think that's the part of their recent run of play that's been the most remarkable, or, or at least that stands out the most to me, is that it feels like, and we've said this now for a couple of games here, you have to wait till warm-up to see who's playing, right? Yep. It has been a revolving combinations, door of yep. guys in and out, different line combinations. Uh, fortunately, I think for the Golden Knights, the, the defensive pairs have stayed pretty much the same since Caden Korzak came back into the lineup uh, and, and returned to full health, and so that's kind of mitigated some of this, but the fact that the Golden Knights have been able to gain traction in their overall game with that kind of rotating cast of players in and out, it speaks volumes to the players and also the coaching staff. They'd love to be able to uh, win tonight and uh, put back-to-back wins together Uh, but uh, is that important Uh, uh, the same conversation that I had earlier today regarding uh, players uh, trying to uh, fill in and uh, and do the proper things when they're out there with more structure and more discipline uh, as they get comfortable in and around the National Hockey League and uh, helps out the veterans as well with those new combinations remember it was it was only a week ago that they they went out there with four new lines totally yes. yep so uh, it's kind of natural that they would be hitting some kind of rhythm even though they've been shuffled around just a touch uh since then but uh one area that uh that people have talked about is not trying to do 
too much. Mm -hmm. And that's where the veteran players come into play. When you're looking at uh, so many players uh, that have been recalled from the American Hockey League, you instinctively feel like, okay, I have to produce right now. And I don't think that affects uh, the likes of a Mark Stone or a Chandler Stevenson, like that that veteran uh, ilk, uh, Jonathan Marshall, because they're still going to get their chances, uh, their regular ice time, their looks. Uh, I, I more point to uh, like a Paul Cotter uh, type uh, player who's uh, really uh, looking to establish himself uh, within this group. He's a full-time National Hockey Leaguer. Now you take try and take the next step. Uh, somebody of uh, Brett Howden who plays a little bit up and down the lineup uh, looks at himself and says, boy, this is an opportunity mm -hmm. to really take hold. Nick Waugh, uh, same type of way. Uh, more uh, minutes for Nick Waugh, but uh, trying to do uh, and, and, and really uh, make his uh, impression on everybody within the organization. And they have to consciously, uh, coaches mm -hmm. and players, veterans, talking to each other, uh, consciously say, okay, you, you do your part. And it, it sounds simple. And you're probably thinking, like, do they really have such a basic conversation? They do. Mm -hmm. it, it is just a reminder. Do your job. Do your job the best possible way. We'll keep the puck out. Let's keep the puck out, and then we'll take our chances at the other end. And uh, it was an opportunistic game the other night against Nashville mm -hmm. where you managed to – you were outshot in the first 15 minutes of the game. But you didn't give up a lot, and then you were like a lot in high danger chances yeah, is, yeah. is what I, uh, how I want to phrase it. But then you take advantage at the other end. You're opportunistic, and you take over and change the entire game. Uh, not that you want to rope-a-dope every night, but you do focus on defensive side first and then go down and try and score the goals. Because if you're chasing the game, if, mm -hmm. if you try and score early and you don't and you get caught and the puck ends up in your net – it, it changes our sport so much when you're playing catch-up and you don't have your big guns with you. When, when half of your, uh, well, your best forward, mm -hmm. your most dynamic defenseman, yeah. and your number one goaltender are all out, and then you've got ancillary players, complementary players to that aren't in the lineup, it's really difficult to play catch-up. Well, you can't outscore problems, right? Like, I think that's going to be the, the take-home message here. And Bruce Cassidy, how many times have we heard him say, we just need guys to go in there and be the best versions of yeah. themselves, right? Yeah. Not to do too much, not to try to be Jack Eichel or Shea Theodore. Those players are... are but that, that's hard to do, and that's why they're I, having and, those basic conversations. And, and that's true, and I think to a degree, right, we saw the Golden Knights kind of go through a stretch where, where guys were, uh, were, were maybe doing too much or trying to put everything on their shoulders or trying to go out and make an impact on a shift and it, it just went back the other way I think what we're starting to see with Vegas now is that they are trying to just play to that identity be the best version of yourself do not hurt yourself and, and you know put keep the games manageable to where you can find two or three goals a night be responsible in your own end mm -hmm. take good routes in the offensive zone on your forecheck Beat the other team to pucks or put pressure on the other team in races to pucks in both ends of the ice. Mm -hmm. You stop a surge against you in your own end, and maybe you create some second chances or off the forecheck you create uh, opportunities by getting the puck back on a forecheck. Those, those are working 
those are strategic, uh, making the right uh, uh, routes uh, and getting the pucks in the right way uh, where you have backup in, in case it, it doesn't uh, go your way. Those are things that you can control a little bit more than just trying to outscore uh, the other team. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're, you're right on the money, and I think that's why you know, over the last three or four games, we, we've seen that aspect of the Golden Knights game come into play, and it's why they've been in every single game. I, I, I think that if they can kind of recreate that blueprint on a night-to-night -night basis, they give themselves a chance to win, and that's what you're looking for right now. The problem is the inconsistency in the lineup, or not the problem, the challenge. Yeah. That, uh, it's easy to look at it as a problem. Uh, i I got to rephrase that because it is – it's not optimal to have players out uh, on a night-to-night -night basis, not necessarily the same players, although there's a lot of that right now, but now different players uh, in and out of the lineup. Uh, Amadio will not go tonight, uh, and you have other players coming in, so you're, you're, you're just it's, – it's not like players are uh, around all the time practicing with you mm -hmm. and they're put in, but you've got players recalled uh, from Henderson. And – Thankfully, Ryan Craig runs that uh, system in Henderson under the same guidelines as what Bruce Cassidy operates with the Vegas Golden Knights. Ryan Craig coached with Bruce Cassidy. He knows how he thinks, uh, how uh, the strategy works. Uh, so they're, they're hand in hand. So there's less of a uh, assimilation process to the players that have been called up, but it's still, still different. Mm -hmm. and, and so that's... That is the, the challenge to be able to, to make it work. And uh, this team is going to be uh, hard-pressed to throw five on the board or six on the board yeah. uh, a lot uh, down until they get some of their uh, bigger-name players back. That's just the reality of it. But can you win games like you did against Nashville, where you only allow one goal, mm -hmm. where you beat Boston? where you only score two goals, mm -hmm. that type of situation, that's what they're hoping for. And that comes from the defense being dialed in, connected as a unit. Shane Knighty loves to, to use that phrase, where all five players are connected to limit the high-quality chances. And then your goaltender has to be really, really good. Yeah, and Logan has been that uh, for the Vegas Golden Knights of late. I, I think that you know there's been certainly – an uptick in, in just his production and in, in what he's been able to bring to the fold. And, you know, I think for, for Logan Thompson, it's all about confidence, right? I think right now he's got it. Right now he has has trust in his game. And as long as you can provide him the, the type of defensive structure the Golden Knights have provided him recently, he's going to be able to, to give you solid goaltending and, again, give you an opportunity to win a game. He was great against Nashville. Mm -hmm. uh, he was good against Calgary. Yeah. They – he only allowed three goals against Calgary, the pucks that that got by him. Uh, you're looking at opportunities against Boston where he raises the level of his game. Uh, he's in the same boat as the rest of the team where you're looking for to get back to more consistent performances. Uh, this team will probably need the goaltender more now than they will when they get healthy. That goes without saying. Just because uh, the puck won't be on the Vegas stick as much as it will be with this current lineup. That's, uh, that's the reality of the, of the situation. So he has to bump up his level of play. And I think it's a, it's a big challenge for Logan to not be great tonight, mm -hmm. but to be really good 
every night or eight out of ten nights. That's what you – maybe nine out of ten nights. You want to be really good. You're going to have the odd one where you're not feeling it and maybe the other team uh, uh, doesn't uh, capitalize on a chance and you get by the win or your team bails you out. But the, the great, the outstanding nights – uh, are fantastic to watch, and we'll all take those. Mm-hmm. But you need really good nights packaged together uh, by Logan Thompson, and that's what he's looking to establish right now. What's the biggest roadblock to that? Confidence. Yeah. Learning your craft, absorbing any, everything from from Sean Burke, mm-hmm. uh, becoming uh, a top flight goaltender like. Uh, in the sense of just learning about the league a little bit more and and becoming uh, more uh, aware of how things work at this level over an extended stretch. He's always had somebody that he was battling against Mm -hmm. and overcoming. Yeah. But he's also had, outside of that first year when he was called up, he was just thrown in. Sure, yeah. And, And I don't want to say... Like that was a free pass, but it was largely like house money. There wasn't a lot of expectations there. Yeah. Like he was just put into it because go, everybody else was hurt, and they were, they were in such dire straits mm-hmm. when it came to to injuries. But last year he was challenging somebody and was being challenged by. Mm-hmm. So there was a competition in there. Uh, right now, there isn't that challenge there Mm -hmm. so you have to force yourself or put yourself i think i think in logan's case knowing him the way i I do on a goaltending level he excels with adversity when facing adversity we we watched him coming up through the uh, the hockey world with that and and we've i think we've seen what the the case is here here recently when there's not that somebody breathing down your neck or the ultimate challenge, uh, his his game isn't as consistent. This is just purely layman terms. Yeah. When he does have a chip on his shoulder or he's being challenged, he takes it up a notch. So what what does he have to do? He has to find a way to to approach the game like there's somebody right on his heels or he's angry at somebody. Whatever fuel he has mm-hmm. to use mm-hmm. to get him there. He's got to get there to become more consistent. And that's the goaltender that we saw for uh, the first three months of the season last year. Mm-hmm. They got him into the All-Star weekend. Yeah. That's the goaltender that we've seen a bit more lately. How much do you think that maybe his recent run of play is kind of challenging what he what he described in, in December as being one of the most challenging months of his career, right? Like I, I think for Logan, you talk about the chip on the shoulder, the – feeling like there's something to prove to somebody and then going out and doing it. Um, I feel like we're starting to kind of see that makeup again with Logan over his last four starts, five starts or so. So is that the maturing of Logan Thompson as a goaltender, as an athlete? It feels like it. It does. Yeah. Now, is it a blip Hmm. or is it longer term? There's great news on Aiden Hill. Yeah. Back at practice, back on the ice, uh, don't know whether he plays on Saturday. I don't know whether he dresses on Saturday. Right. But he's he's back in the fold of the practice world. So you, you may not need Logan to be all world for a longer stretch if if Aiden can come back and you've got uh, a tandem. But uh, this this turning of 
and improving of Logan's game is really welcome just from a consistency point of view as much as the big save during a game mm-hmm. to get the crowd going. That's awesome, but the other side is do that throughout the throughout the night and the and the stretch. Yeah, and you know as as you mentioned Aiden Hill, like obviously you're looking toward the four-game road trip before the bye week, right? You're looking at two sets of back-to-back. So in, in you know, best-case scenario is if you can get Lo- uh, Aiden Hill back in the fold for that, it, it certainly makes that week uh, much more manageable. Uh, and as you've just talked about, if, if you can kind of get that friendly competition going again that can be fierce at times between Logan Thompson and Aiden Hill – that should look at, look at Allmark game. and Swayman. Yeah, absolutely. They play off each other every it's, single it's night. Great. Yeah, and and that's what made the Golden Knights so successful in the early going this season, and what they've kind of come to to really appreciate about their goaltending over the last couple of years. So when you don't have that push from behind, mm-hmm. can you still do it? Mm-hmm. And I think Logan has transitioned through that to be really good. Lately, uh, yeah. Swayman, by the way, just came out and said, I want to play every game. I want to uh, be the starter every <laughs> night. Uh, I want to be there for my teammates. And he's he's got a great relationship with his goalie partner. Mm-hmm. But every guy wants to play a lot. Every game. And Logan can ensure more starts down the road mm-hmm. by playing great right now. Uh, John Shannon's going to join us in a little bit. Uh, the Insider, the former executive producer of Hockey Night Canada, will pop on. Uh, a lot to get to from outside the league. This Edmonton Oiler juggernaut continues. We'll dig into that, uh, plus some Eastern Conference uh, tidbits to run by you. It's the VGK Insider Show, looking ahead to the Rangers and the Vegas Golden Knights, live from Team Mobile Arena on Fox Sports Las Vegas. On the ice at Madison Square Garden, New York meets Montreal in the world's fastest game. Officially on, a nice, gentle game, full of battered shins, cracked skulls, broken arms, tangled legs, and nosedives. He used to have the most important job in Canada. Now he's willing to give us a few minutes. It's time to chat with John Shannon. Game day in Vegas as the New York Rangers travel to face the Vegas Golden Knights. They'll complete their season series next Friday. So it's a quick uh, home and home with a couple of games uh, in between for both hockey clubs. John Shannon's uh, with us. Uh, George McPhee will be driving in right now because it is a game day. So uh, remember to acknowledge your good buddy, John. You always you, you always like to steal the thunder there. Last <laughs> couple of weeks you've been stealing the thunder. What is that? I'm just reminding you that our good friend forget. is here. Is I, 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 it's all in, in the, the car. whiteboard right here to say hello, George. <laughs> do you have a whiteboard in the house? No. No. I do. Wait, Does that make yeah, me but weird? I know you. You need to write everything down. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I, I, I constantly you know, take notes. You don't remember what you had for lunch yesterday. <laughs> no. Uh, I, when I do the podcast with you uh, on the Bob McCallum podcast, I leave with two complete sheets full of notes from our conversations, and some I'll never use again, and some uh, I might lean back on, but I'm always doodling, writing things down. No, yeah, see, you're not writing anything down. You are doodling. <laughs> I, there are famous doodles, and and you are one of them. <laughs> Can confirm. Doodle! Doodly! Uh, so, John, we have this uh, situation in Edmonton right now, which is up to 11 games. What are you looking at for an end game here? Could could they have you've looked at their schedule? 
How, how deep can this possibly go? Tonight's a bit of a challenge. Yeah, so here it, it, it's, in, it, it's interesting because the next five games in order are Seattle, Calgary, Columbus, Chicago, Nashville. Yeah. Um, and I, did, I didn't write that down. I memorized that. <laughs> um, so, uh, and so you, I think you look at, in, in my opinion, I think you look at two games you really have to watch out for. That is Saturday in Calgary and the following Saturday against uh, the Predators. Now, that said, the Oilers, on, in, as part of this 11-game streak, went to Chicago and almost lost to a Blackhawk team that didn't have Connor Bedard. And Peter Morazic was unbelievable. And Was that a 2-1 game? The 2-1 game. Yeah. The Oilers couldn't get out of their own way. And they, that was the one that Connor McDavid had the comments on video review. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. How it said it took 10 minutes to decide. And, and I went back and rewound it. It took 4 minutes and 10 seconds. It just felt like 10 minutes. <laughs> was that the game where they, they scored two other goals that were called off to two? Like That's they, right. Yeah, yeah, Zach Hyman got called for goalie interference. Yeah, and then I think one was a high stick. Yes, right. that's the that's the that's yeah. the game. Yeah. So, but Chicago played Chicago played really well, and and as you know, I don't know if you've seen them recently. Chicago's playing really really hard. So, but that said, uh, if you ask me for to pick out of the games, the five next games to get to sixteen, uh, I, I pick Saturday in Calgary because the Flames are. I mean, that's always a great game. That's a great ri- rivalry. And uh, the Flames are playing pretty well, too. And then the game against Nashville, who right now are, you know, the other, is the other wildcard team in the West. What has this streak done to change the narrative of the Western Conference as far as who is in that elite group of Stanley Cup contender? Well, let me, let me say I think it's compounded it uh, simply because not only what's happened to Edmonton, but what's happened to Los Angeles. Right. So all of a sudden, uh, you know, the Kings who have floundered did win uh, last night in Carolina, uh, but who have floundered of late are, are in the sights of the Oilers. And, that, and, you know, when this streak started, people were saying, well, there's such a separation between the bottom of the Pacific and the top of the Pacific. The Oilers are, you know, destined for a wild card spot. I'm not sure about that anymore. Um, and this is a perennial, and I know you, you and I have talked about this before, Darren. This Oiler team is a perennial second-half team. Always has great numbers in the second half. I don't, I'm not sure they can keep it up, but if they can get anywhere close, it is going to be a heck of a race in the Pacific. Do you, do you feel like they've kind of positioned themselves at this point to legitimately challenge for maybe winning the division? I don't know about that. Vancouver's, you know, Vancouver's quite uh, farther ahead than anybody else, and I keep getting reminded when I talk about the Oilers um, that through this 11-game streak, the Oilers have really only gained three points mm-hmm. on the Canucks. So, I, uh, so it, it's it's still a little bit of a challenge, but what we haven't seen out of Vancouver, just like we haven't seen it out of Winnipeg. They're probably the only two teams in the league that haven't had a, some sort of a swoon yet. And, they are, and as you know, and our pal George, who's driving in, knows, there will be a swoon. Everybody has a swoon. The Knights have gone through theirs already. 
Um, and, and so there will be a spoon at some point. And, and, and in fact, in Winnipeg, where they're one of the great stories, people are waiting for it. it it's almost like a suicide watch. They're waiting for the team to flounder, and it just hasn't floundered yet. That's part of the Winnipeg uh, mentality, a Manitoba mentality. Yeah. Is we're, we're always looking at it. Ah, it's, it's too good to be true. It's, yeah. it's, something's going to go wrong. Yeah. Uh, Check the whiteboard. It's, it, <laughs> it's, I know this because it's in my DNA uh, that that, uh, that happens. Oh, yeah, I don't know. It, there is something about, about, although I don't hear that out of Kelly McCrimmon. You know, like well, he's Saskatchewan. Pretty like, forward. I think he's compensated for it. Yeah, yeah he's uh, out of plenty Saskatchewan. Came over, but he he didn't absorb that oh. uh, that part of uh, oh, that so part of being so Manitoba. So as a Manitoban, you are disowning Kelly McCrimmon now. Is that what you're doing? Oh, no, boy. I'm saying that he's got the best part of Saskatchewan I, and I the best know. part of I Manitoba. Think I heard that you think he's from Saskatchewan, not Manitoba. Well, I can tell you this: <laughs> if Kelly listening to this right now and he is in the building. I'll know about it in about 15 seconds because mm-hmm. I'll turn around because he'll be he'll be saying get over here because uh, <laughs> I, I, I've had the get over here uh, from the time that I was 21 uh, working at CKLQ and Brandon with Darren Drager uh, until although they don't happen as much now because I'm, I'm a little bit smarter in my older age uh, Los Angeles. Uh, came out with a statement today. Rob Blake saying Todd McClellan's fine. I, I didn't think it had reached to that stage yet, but apparently it is with I, their swoon. Neither did I. But the, you know they've got some injuries. I think Andre Kopitar isn't playing at a hundred percent. And and the one part of their game that we all marveled at for the first twenty games was goaltending. Yeah. You know, and and Cam just has not been. Cam Talbot just has not been the same. Uh, this last little while that he was when they were on a heater. Wow. Uh, you know, the goaltending side of it, uh, I watched uh, them a couple of times uh, lately. Well, I always loved watching them. Uh, you know what I, I like watching them for is my buddy Darren Granger is the equipment manager there. Uh, we wow. grew up playing minor hockey together and uh, and baseball together. I thought you'd so. like to watch uh, Jared Stoll in the intermission. Uh, I, do watch, I do watch Stoli, and we, we text uh, a little Stoli, bit during yeah, that. Stoli, sorry, you say Stoli. I say Stoli. <laughs> uh, I say, yeah. And uh, and so I, I like seeing my buddy up there uh, behind the bench in, in Granger. But uh, one area that uh, you talked about with the goaltending, Cam's been making some plays. It's, it's like he's forcing it right now. Like He's made some plays with a puck lately that, that haven't cost him but has created some chaos. So it looks like everybody's squeezing their stick around there. And, and, and that happens, right? That happens all the time. I mean, uh, Jacob Markstrom, when he gets too tired and too stressed, he, he starts to wander and, and make those plays, too, in Calgary. Um, but it, I, I think that that – and, and it, it just compounds on itself, doesn't it? And, You're right. And, and, you know, quite frankly, we started the conversation with the Oilers. That's exactly what was wrong with the Oilers for a long period of time this year was everybody was trying too damn hard. And, you, you know, this is – this is such a game of emotion and instinct as opposed to thinking. If you think too much, you're in big trouble. Boy, the FCC is going to be all over you. You keep using that salty language. What did I say now? You said the harsher version of darn. Oh, did I? Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> so, okay, I, I, I'm going to segue into the Toronto Maple Leafs then because uh, I think that that's a... I'm going to use a lot of swear words now. That, yeah. That's a phrase you could use for Toronto right now. Why can't they close out a game when they've got a lead? Oh, actually, well, you're going to laugh at this. So I was talking to a friend of mine who works for another team 
and, they, and, they, and he says, they're complaining about four games? My team's 12. <laughs> so <laughs> so it's, it, it's not just the Maple Leafs. Yeah. But, you know, when you're in the center of the hockey universe, it becomes myopic, and you do think it, it is the Maple Leafs. This is a fascinating tale right now of what is going on. Hmm. Um, but really what's, what's happened is that when the season started, everybody pointed fingers and said they're not good on the blue line and they have trouble in goal. Well, that's exactly what's happened. You know, there's, there, if you look at the winning goal, for instance, by Ryan McLeod on Tuesday night in Edmonton, the two guys closest to Ryan McLeod, 12 feet from the Maple Leaf net, were the two forwards. The Maple Leaf defensemen were on the other side. Uh, and I, I just think that, you know, their, their defensive side of the puck, I was going to say defensive structure, but I'm not a coach. But the, the defensive side of the puck is just inferior right now, and that puts a ton of pressure on their goaltending. And Martin Jones, who has been very good uh, for the most part, you know, can't compensate for everything. And that's, that's really the issue right now, Ryan. I'm, I'm looking through. Uh, I kind of missed that whole last answer because you mentioned that uh, you're talking to somebody in the league and they're, they're, they've been going bad for 12 games, so I've been going yeah. through the standings right now <laughs> looking at everybody that, uh, that may have been on a bad uh, uh, run for the last 12 games. Well, I'm they trying to figure out which team. They might have been on a bad run since October the 5th. All right. <laughs> so you, you're talking to somebody in Minnesota? No, oh, I know. Actually, I, I know who it is. My nah, it's somebody in Columbus. That's I should. I'm smarter than that. I don't know. I, I, can't I, des- my I deserve to be penalized uh, for that. Not picking up on that sooner. Uh, so you uh, you think Toronto does make a change? What's your What's no. your gut feeling I about silly. this? I, I, it's four games. Mm-hmm. Uh, they They are still in the playoffs. They They have games in hand on the Red Wings. Um, you know, this is... Okay, who's in worse shape then, Toronto or L.A.? Who are you most concerned about? Well, I'm not, I'm not, actually, I'm not concerned about either team, okay. honestly. I, I, I think that Todd McClellan is an excellent coach. I think they have good players there. I do think they have a similar issue in goal that could be a problem. Um, but I like, I like the Kings' defense better than I like the Maple Leafs' defense. Yeah. So um, I, 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 don't, I don't think, I mean, it, you guys in the media always try to ask these questions, you know, that, you know, you have to do one or the other. I don't, I don't think either is uh, in, in any peril. Um, you know, and the Maple Leafs go on the, every year the Maple Leafs go on these downers, and then they go and run a great streak after a four-game uh, uh, four-game streak where they, they don't, aren't very good, and then they go hot. So, I wouldn't surprise me if they get going. When you have players of, of Matthews and Marner and Nylander's ilk, uh, John Tavares, you you can outscore people to get out of these slumps. And I, I'm, I think we're all waiting for that to happen. I'm going to use the word ilk tonight on TV. Good word, huh? <laughs> yeah. It is a great word. I'm Don't also use gonna it t- with uh, Lawless. He won't understand it. <laughs> uh, I'm going to use lower mainland, too, because we're going to talk about the uh, Vancouver Canucks who are oh, back good. home. Yeah. Good. You know, when I look at kind of the the outlook in the Eastern Conference, and and you're looking at the the playoff race right now, I'm I'm looking specifically at the Pittsburgh Penguins because you know obviously Sidney Crosby putting in one of those seasons where I, I don't know that anyone really expected him to be uh, pushing a 50 goal pace or a 90 point season. I, what has to go right for Pittsburgh to kind of push themselves into 
a playoff spot and and to be reasonably comfortable there by the trade deadline. Well, uh, you know, when when Kyle Kyle Dubas got the job there, he had lots of meetings with Sid and a few of the other key guys, um, and the plea was to Kyle was keep us together. We think we can play through this. Um, and we think we can be better. He went out and got Eric Carlson. Um, they still have inconsistencies in goal. Uh, you know, Tristan. The Tristan. He's Jerry, got five shutouts. I know. I was about to say and a that. goal. Jerry's Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah. He's either <laughs> awful or scoring goals and shutting yeah. people out. Um, and and there's no happy medium with him. Mm. And Djokovic, I think, has been been okay. They still have so many flaws beyond the big five guys. Uh, they're not that deep, Ryan. That yeah. was their problem last year. You know, they went on that horrible streak before Christmas of 0-32 on the power play, but, you know, they have it, They had Evgeny Malkin running the power play. They didn't have Carlson or Latang running the power play. So they, I, I think we're all waiting for them to get out of whatever funk or, or to create a little more consistency, but I'm not sure they have enough depth to be that consistent. And that's the challenge you have when you have an $11 million defenseman and you have Sid and Malkin and Latang taking up a lot of money, and then you have to be worried about Jake Gensel's contract. Or do you, or, and, and or if you're that close to a playoff spot, mm-hmm. can you afford to move him or afford not to move him yeah. at the deadline? I think Pittsburgh and Washington are incredible comparisons to sit down and figure out are you optimistic about one or the other? They have the identical records. They're right now a point out of a wild card spot in the Eastern Conference. And you could say Pittsburgh's been great because Sidney Crosby's been awesome. Uh, that gives you confidence. And Washington, I think you can make a case, well, they, they have a good shot at getting this thing in because Ovi hasn't been great, and he's bound to catch fire a, at some point. Uh, which one would you put your money on? Well, it, it, it's funny you ask that because I think – and, and when you said they have the exact records, I, I, I went in and checked. They do have the exact records, and they even have the Are you fact-checking team. me? <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I, I have to. It's the right you know, choice. I have to. You know, and they actually have the same goal differential after 42 games, which is amazing. Um, but I, th- I, I, like, I think Washington is a really positive story right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did not expect Washington to be anywhere close to a playoff spot by the halfway mark. I expected Pittsburgh to be in the playoffs at the halfway mark. So the same numbers, the same wins, the same goal differential, and Washington's a good score and Pittsburgh's a disappointment for me. Um, and, and, it's, and you're right about uh, Alexander Ovechkin. Um, but perhaps, perhaps he's just hit the wall. You know, when was the last time he, he missed three consecutive games due to injury? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I, would, I think you could put the, that answer on uh, maybe one hand. I don't think he's missed that many games. His durability has been one of the great stories of his success. I think he's, been, he's actually been suspended more than he's been injured over the time of yeah. his career. <laughs> i got to check the whiteboard, and it's at, my whiteboard's at home because we're at the rink tonight because of the game. But I'll, I'll get back to you on that. Uh, what are you watching tonight? There's, uh, what, 11 games tonight in the NHL? Yeah, I, well, I'm going to watch uh, both the Oilers game and the Maple Leaf game. 
uh, tonight. But right now I've got uh, Boston ahead of Colorado 3-1. i got Ottawa ahead of Montreal 2-1. And St. Louis just scored on Washington. Hmm. St. Louis is a funny team. Well, what are they, right? I think yeah. Doug Armstrong's <laughs> asking the question, what are they? You know, they, well, they put all their eggs in their basket with the young guys. So they're... They're they're trying to do a rebuild at the same time to be competitive, um, and I mean if anybody can do it, Doug Armstrong can. Got a couple of first-time general managers uh, in the league right now running teams. Uh, I, I think the trade deadline is going to be interesting. Not Doug Armstrong, but uh, obviously Ottawa and a couple other spots. It's going to be well, fun to watch. Well, but here's the thing: uh, you're right for Ottawa because Ottawa's going to be nowhere close to a playoff. Spot. Yeah. But they're you know like Calgary might be close. It might be too close to a playoff spot to to go all in. But but what does he do? Right? What does Craig do? Like does he does he? Morgan's the future. Does he hold on uh, and try and make well, a run? Well, one asset that he can get rid of without feeling that he has to mortgage the future. Is one asset. That's an extra goaltender. Right. So, so he has a, he can he can tweak a little bit. The question becomes for him is: uh, Are they a better team, or are they are they as good a team with Lindholm for the assets they would get? Because that really is the one question I think you have to ask: Is what what happens to uh, to Lindholm at, at the deadline in, in Calgary. But if they're, if they're a point out, I don't think you can trade them. Really. In, in, in Calgary? Life. Yeah, then, that's tough. You know, that, that's, that's going to be a, a big decision to make. My idea was uh, you trade Lindholm and you take whatever you got back and you package that to get a player that can help you right now uh, with, with term. But that's really yeah, easy to do but, for my but, Stratomatic desk. Did you have one of those Stratomatic hockey games? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I had the Stratomatic football. I had Stratomatic hockey with uh, uh, Ryan Johnson and Rick Harris and Braden Pilling and my brother Derek. Uh, we all played. Yeah. Wow. We were right Stratomatic into it. football was great, but you, 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 I lived on a farm, and it, when we plugged it in, all the lights dimmed. <laughs> That was a, that was a good one too. Uh, I like that one. Da, 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 da. Um, you want to say uh, anything yes, before okay. we go? Hello, George. Okay, you don't have to be. George is going to be mad because you sound angry when you're saying no, hello I'm to George right now. I, I'm I'm just angry at you because you 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 you're trying to produce everything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> John's the best. John. Nobody produces John Shannon. <laughs> nobody produces John Shannon. <laughs> Hey, um, have a good game against the New York Rangers. I will. Hello and, to my pal uh, Sam Rosen, will you? I will. Are you going to be around tomorrow? Because i got to talk to you about uh, a couple of things. Uh, I'm around all day tomorrow. Okay. Absolutely. Okay, I'll be up early. Uh, hey, by the way, Saturday's Hockey Day in Canada, you know, Darren. Oh, it is? Where yeah. I just saw uh, Ron was on a boat somewhere. Yeah, they're in Victoria. It's in, in Victoria, okay. British Columbia. Okay, so I thought, I thought I saw something about that uh, on an Instagram reel. When are we going to do uh, a Hockey Day in Nevada? You get your butt down here, we'll do it any day. The problem is getting you across the border down no, here. I, I don't know what you, you get, did when you, you were younger, but you it's a problem. Pal, you get your pal uh, uh, Darren Elliott, who's okay. the king of minor hockey. Or, I'm sorry, youth hockey in Vegas. <laughs> uh, and you start doing grassroots stories and go all over the state. You know, I think we could do a hockey day in Nevada. I love that idea. On script sports. Notice how I say Nevada, not Nevada. I don't think I, you're I don't I think do. you're saying it right. Nevada. It's Nevada, right? It's Nevada. 
It's Nevada. Yeah. Yeah, you it's got Nevada. that. Yeah, you yeah. got that Canadian one wrong. Way. That's the Canadian way. Yeah, you got that one wrong. You know what? It took me a while too. Uh, offense, offense, uh, process, process. There's there's a few of them that. Well, spell spell defense for me. Yeah, I know that one's. A, I, I get mixed up the on that one, one all the time. The easy one for that is you you spell it with a C in Canada. Oh, it's a C really? In Canada. You know what one I always get right? Banner, Stanley Cup banner. I get that one right all the time. <laughs> As opposed to what? Uh, everybody that doesn't have one. Oh, you know the boy. Rangers have only won four Stanley Cups. Vegas is only three behind. Oh, jeez. <laughs> well, and they're, and they're one ahead of the Maple Leafs from 1967. <laughs> good, good, good point. point. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. And don't worry, the people in southern Ontario and even in the lower mainland yeah. do feel that. Yeah, and Vancouver doesn't have any. Uh, no, thanks, that's buddy. that's not true. Well, the Vancouver Millionaires won in 1915. Yeah, okay. Not as and part of the National there, Hockey League, though. And I was not there, so. Yeah, the We're National not, Hockey League. Hey, the didn't. Stanley Cup is the Stanley Cup. I. Okay. Yeah, no, they have one Stanley Cup, but not. Uh, okay, I, I understand what you're doing to me. You're just getting me into the cul-de-sac, and I'll never get out. Now I'm chasing my tail. Uh, John Shannon, uh, thanks for stopping by and saying right. hi to George. Have a great game, George. <laughs> John Shannon with us we'll uh, set you up for hour number two next on Hockey Central which is not the show it's the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas Golden Knights getting set for the New York Rangers first visit and meeting of the season between these two hockey clubs hour number two is coming up but first let's give away some tickets to see Sid and company on Saturday yeah 702-876-1340 that's the number uh, we'll take caller we can't do 87 because Chapman will get mad but we'll do caller number 8 the first half of 87. We will give away those tickets, and we have another pair to hand out in our number twos, so stick around. The VGK Insider Show ahead of the Rangers and Golden Knights on Fox Sports Las Vegas.